from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to talk about this, um, my theory that the wrong person was arraigned and charged in Washington, D.C. this past week and other related matters. I caught News of the Week in Review, and we are bringing in Joe Concha, columnist at The Messenger, Fox News contributor, author of the book, Come On, Man, The Truth Behind Biden's No Good, Horrible, Very Bad Presidency and How to Return America to Greatness. I want to return America to greatness. Very important. And Deroy Murdoch, senior fellow, London Center for Policy Research and also a Fox News contributor. So we got two of the best of the best. Let me begin with Joe Concha. Joe, Joe Concha, I think the right, between Devin Archer and uh, this crazy indictments of uh, Donald Trump, I think the wrong guy was indicted. Alan Dershowitz has a column out, Professor Alan Dershowitz. For all you Trump haters popping champagne over this dubious indictment, here's exactly why it may collapse. We had Dershowitz on the show. He was really very good. They couldn't get Trump on uh, insurrection, so they phonied up a bunch of obstruction charges. Meanwhile, Devin Archer blew the lid off of Joe Biden. What do you think, Joe Concha? Who was indicted? Who should have been indicted? <laughs> it was all by design, Larry. Right? It, it, we saw the news cycle, and it, this happens over and over again, where we have a situation where there's bad news about the president, and then one day later, even same day, then suddenly the indictments come. And in this case, you talk to any legal analyst that is actually objective, like a Jonathan Turley, like an Andy McCarthy, they will tell you that this latest indictment is a blatant attack on First Amendment rights, in this case of the foreign president, and it seems to have just come out of nowhere because the Devin Archer testimony was so damning, Larry. I call it tit for tat, Joe. You know, and we've seen this pattern before. Every time something comes up that uh, shows Joe Biden was telling untruths about his relationship with his son's business, every time that comes up, they throw an indictment at him. Going back to Alvin Bragg, going back to Mar-a-Lago. Then there's a second Mar-a-Lago indictment. Now there's this. I just call it tit for tat. This is the uh, total politicalization and weaponization of the Justice Department. I don't think there's any doubt about it. It's, uh, you know, it's like press releases, only they're not just press releases. They're actual judicial legal indictments. That's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. No, we have not, Larry. And it's it's something that should be disturbing to all Americans. Like Even if you're like an old-school Democrat, you can't look at this and say, this is perfectly normal. Here you have somebody who is either tied or beating Joe Biden in many polls that we see. We saw that New York Times, Siena College poll out this week, 43-43 tie. But then when you go to the swing states, the states that decide elections, Georgia, mm-hmm. Arizona, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, Florida, uh, then President Trump has the advantage. So if this this is something I would think that many people would be absolutely disturbed by and would be standing up and saying, look, I, maybe I don't like Donald Trump, but this is a whole bowl of wrong. And unfortunately, we have a media that's cheering this on. And again, what, what indictments for what? For making false statements? Well, if that's the case, then Hillary Clinton should be indicted because she said her election was stolen from her. And Stacey Abrams said that her election was stolen from her. So if you say an election is stolen, that's a crime. Well, guess what? You're going to have to line up an awful lot of people that made the same claims after their party or their candidate lost, Larry. 
Yeah, that's a great point. You know, DeRoy, same thing could be said about the 2000 election. If you remember that, so many people said that election uh, was wrong. They didn't get indicted for that. Uh, Devin Archer, this guy, Devin Archer, by the way, I mean, he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He's actually, he was a smart private equity guy. He just got involved in this entanglement that I don't think he understood was going to be so damaging. But, DeRoy, the point I'm making is um, Archer blew the lid off of Joe Biden, and uh, the Trump indictment just looks phony as hell. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. And Larry, it's good to talk to, with you and Joe this morning. I wrote a piece about this called Joe Biden's DOJ, Where Justice Goes to Die. Uh, it's on the D- Daily Signal right now, and Daily Caller should have it tomorrow. And uh, just to give you some, give our uh, listeners some details on what you've been talking about. As, as you say, the uh, whenever the heat uh, gets too hot for the Bidens, the next day the DOJ comes out with indictments. Uh, usually a press release will come out saying, oh, these people are wrong, you're crazy, or you people are terrible. But they come out with indictments, which, of course, have very, very heavy legal weight, potentially massive consequences. So, so for example, on June 8th, uh, documents emerged that, that show that Ukrainian gas company Burisma paid Joe and Hunter $5 million each. The next day, June 8th, the Department of Justice indicted Trump in the Mar-a-Lago case. Uh, July 26th, Hunter's plea agreement unraveled. Uh, the next day, July 27th, Jack Smith unveiled the what they call superseding Mar-a-Lago charges. And then on uh, Monday, July 31, just this last Monday, Devin Archer had his testimony about, for example, Joe Biden calling in to 20 different uh, uh business meetings, being on the speakerphone with Hunter saying, oh, guess what? Here's my dad, the vice president. Isn't that impressive? The next day, August 1, Jack Smith uh, slaps Donald J. Trump with the January 6th related accusations. It is amazing to me. It's almost like they have these indictments just you know, in a MS Word file. And as soon as things get too tough on the Bidens, like, okay, let's you know, print this out, put Department of Justice stationary on the top, and issue it, and boom, all of a sudden Donald J. Trump is indicted all over again. This is extraordinary. I mean, the, the Department of Justice is acting like a campaign press office, mm. except instead of press releases, they're putting out indictments. I've never seen anything like it. And to me, it, it really has sort of an East German whiff about it. You know, uh, I want to go back to these um, dinners in uh, Cafe Milano restaurant in Washington, D.C., where Joe Biden's people claimed he had a drop-in to see, I think, a Greek Orthodox priest. I think that was the original idea. But it turns out, this is from Devin Archer, right, Turns out there were not one, but there were two dinners. Uh, Joe Biden attended both dinners, and he had dinner. And the people at these dinners were uh, all these crooks or potential crooks or whatever they were. Uh, the wife of the mayor of Moscow, she gave, I don't know, three or $4 million to their funds. Uh, you had Chinese uh, oil investment. Uh, Kazakhstan was in there, Ukraine, Burisma people were in there, DeRoy. I'm just saying that um, that the Devin Archer stuff, I mean, not only, you know, people are focusing on the idea that the Biden brand, and that was about influence peddling and regulatory fixing, but they had two full dinners where Joe Biden, which Joe Biden attended, and I think that is absolutely incredibly damning to the Biden story. I mean, literally blows the lid off the Biden story. 
Yeah, I think you're right on, on a couple of scores. One is that uh, Joe Biden has insisted, oh, I've never discussed business with my son, Hunter. I've never talked to any, any business dealings with uh, either him or his brother, Jim, who's also wrapped up in all this stuff. And yet we find uh, 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 <clears throat> Joe Biden not just calling in, but actually showing up and having dinner at not one, but two of these occasions. There may be more we're not aware of, but we know of at least these two. Uh, so I imagine they probably talked about something other than the weather. Maybe they talked business, or at least his presence there shows these people, hey, this guy Hunter, you know, he's not just some regular regular schlub. He's a guy who's very well connected and get the vice president of the United States to show up. That shows this guy's got influence and people paid big money for that. And you mentioned the uh, Russian woman. She is the former uh, first lady of Moscow. Her husband was the mayor of Moscow. I believe she's the wealthiest woman in Russia. Mm. Uh, she handed $3.5 million to Hunter Biden. Who does that? I've been to Russia. You, you should come back with some cosmonaut watches and those, you know, Matryoshka dolls, one doll inside of the next. Nobody <laughs> handed me $3.5 million when I was there. He comes back with $3.5 million. And oddly enough, when all these sanctions were put out after the invasion of Ukraine and all these very prominent wealthy Russians were put on sanctions, guess who was not on the sanctions list? Turned out the wealthiest woman in Russia mm. was not on that list. I wonder if those two things are connected. You know, Joe, Joe Concha, you made the point on the TV show, a political point that um, that uh, these indictments, I think this was your point, were uh, put together as distractions. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the Trump indictments now. Distractions from all of the news uh, implicating Joe Biden in uh, in this bribery scandals. Can you... Talk some more about that, because I think that's a really important uh, political point, and I don't think that it's succeeding, and I don't think it will succeed. But you made that point on the TV show. Sure, Larry, and I guess it depends on how you define success. So I saw this playbook, and we all saw it in 2022, where we had the January 6th hearings, right, the January 6th commission, bipartisan, yeah, because Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are totally in the Trump camp. But, But the point is that, this went on for months, and they kept finding so-called new evidence where then they had to have these hearings, which every, uh, almost every news organization uh, carried on their airwaves, whether it's ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, Fox carried it to a certain extent, uh, and it blotted out the sun as far as the actual midterm election coming up and all the issues facing the country, whether it be economy, crime, border, immigration, education, foreign policy, and then for whatever reason, by doing this, you almost made the midterm elections a referendum on Donald Trump, right? Mm. Even though he wasn't running for anything, but since that was on your TV leading up to that November day, then that's why maybe Republicans didn't perform as well as many thought they would. So then Democrats said, huh, okay, if we could somehow have more hearings, but in this case we have trials, then as long as we have Donald Trump up against it in New York with those ridiculous charges around money payments to a porn star, whether that be in Georgia, which is coming next, believe me, whether that's down in Florida with Jack Smith with the Mar-a-Lago documents, and now, again, being indicted for making false statements, what this does is you could say, well, to put Donald Trump in jail. Maybe I think the bigger benefit for Democrats is that this goes on, and we see the trial dates, May of 2024. Mm. Other trial dates are going to be all the way up through the election. And even if these trials don't happen until after the election, the point is that people will be talking about this when it pertains to Donald Trump's candidacy instead of his policy positions, which many people mostly agree with. Mm. Shut down the border, tax cuts for all, 
deregulates, mm. better trade deals, mm. education, parents' rights, all those things go off the table, and it's all about Donald Trump the person instead of Donald Trump and his policies. Is that going to work, DeRoy? What do you think? Well, uh, I agree with Joe. This is the intention, or at least one of the intentions. I think these people would love, love, love to see Donald J. Trump uh, behind bars if they could. But if they can't actually lock him up, if they can't have us, as we're doing now this morning, we're not talking about his excellent uh, policy victories when he was president, large part thanks to you, Larry. Uh, you know, 21% uh, corporate tax, the biggest uh, deregulation uh, effort in American history that I'm aware of. Uh, you know, not one, not two, not three, but four Middle East peace deals. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about his proposals for the future. Uh, like um, uh, excellent uh, law enforcement uh, uh, initiative he unveiled a couple months ago. We're talking about indictments. We're talking about accusations. We're talking about federal lawyers. We're talking about uh, city-level prosecutors. And, uh, you know, if the Georgia thing goes on, we'll have that thrown into the mix. And I think they just want to have the man pinned down, distracted. Uh, you know, he must be spending time on this as opposed to coming up with new ideas, which I wish he'd be able to do. And, yeah, this is what everyone's talking about, talking about not his policy successes nor his policy proposals, but instead what his legal, legal difficulties are. Um, so best-case scenario is they throw him in jail. Worst-case scenario, we spend time talking about his legal woes rather than uh, what his policy ideas are. So that seems like a victory for the Democrats, unfortunately. I want to talk some more about this, so we'll take a quick break. Joe Concha is a columnist at The Messenger. He's a Fox News contributor. He's got a great book out, Come On, Man, The Truth About Biden's No Good, Horrible, Very Bad Presidency. We've got DeRoy Murdoch, senior fellow at the London Center for Policy Research and also a Fox News contributor. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're here with Joe Concha, columnist at The Messenger, Fox News contributor. Joe, how's this Messenger thing? How's this thing doing? Brand new. Joe, still there? Did we lose Joe Concha? Hey, just lost you there for a second. Sorry, Larry. Go ahead. How's this? I just want a quick aside. You know, I like little asides. How's the messenger doing? It's brand new. This is uh, my pal Jimmy Finkelstein's uh, thing. How's it doing? From from the day we launched our, our traffic, and we, we had a, a lot of hype going in. You know, Jimmy had a great uh, interview with the New York Times, for example, and we, we got a lot of press for it. Uh, traffic is up more than tenfold since we mm-hmm. launched just earlier in the summer. So what I see online anyway, anecdotally, is more and more people are sharing our stories. People of influence, that's a good thing. Uh, it's, it's this novel concept, guys, where we actually have – Straight news reporting, right? Down the middle, objective. No one can paint us as left or right. And then we have opinions from all sides, whether mm-hmm. it be left, right, center, libertarian, doesn't matter. And so then you can get everything you want there. And it's like the Washington Post, except it's like the Daily Mail, where we have some sizzle as well. So we have a lot of entertainment news, well, sports, you name it. It's, it's a one-stop shop, really. Well, they got you. They, and they got Turley <laughs> also. They got Turley, didn't they? They, yeah, they got they got Turley, they got Jonathan Jessica Turley. Tarloff, uh, yeah. they got um, Andy McCarthy. We 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 got a bunch of great writers. It's really going yeah. well. I get uh, uh, Jimmy sends me this stuff, so I see it all the time. And we got DeRoy Murdoch, senior fellow, London Center for Policy Research, Fox News contributor, and an old and dear friend of mine. You know, DeRoy, talking about this distraction business, I don't think it's going to work. Okay. I mean, I just saw a poll. There's one poll out. I'm sorry, I don't know which one. It could be the consul poll. Uh, after the indictment, um, Trump hasn't been heard at all. It hasn't affected his numbers. And I, I just wonder, uh, 
Deroy, whether the public just blots this stuff out, okay? They know, I mean, there may be charges coming from Congress. Uh, there may be an impeachment, for heaven's sakes, regarding, you know, for Joe Biden. But I think these issues, I mean, Trump is so strong in communicating these issues. I just don't know. If, I don't think this distraction ploy is going to really work, Deroy. Well, it seems to be having the opposite effect, at least among GOP primary voters. I mean, every time Trump gets indicted, the the troops rally around the former president, and he's now ahead of DeSantis by 38, 39, 40 points in some places. So uh, what the DOJ has managed to do is turn uh, uh, the mean, mean, nasty Donald J. Trump into a sympathetic figure. And up, 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 he's gone in the polls. And in fact, so many of the state-by-state polls uh, he's ahead of Biden in the fall election, and uh, according to a, a paper in the so-called paper of, of records, according to a poll, rather, in the so-called paper of record, he's tied with Biden uh, nationally for 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you know, this is this is not helping Biden politically. It's helping uh, Trump politically. Uh, so, you know, unless they actually can throw him in jail, uh, they're not doing anything other than in, in improving his uh, political cause. Isn't, I mean, a lot of this stuff is going to be postponed. There's going to be... Uh discovery uh, efforts during this trial, during all these trials, it's going to put everything further. I don't think you're going to get anything before the election. I mean, I think ultimately the election is going to be the jury about whether Trump, the election is going to be the jury about Biden, too. I mean, I think that's out there. What about, uh, uh, Joe Concha, what about the story that Barack Obama has told Biden, you better mount a decent campaign. So far, you're mounting a lousy campaign. What do you think about that? Well, Joe Concha, not there. All right, mm. maybe, sorry, maybe. Sorry about that, Larry. I'm down here. Yeah. <laughs> Greetings from San Diego, by the way, where apparently cell service is not very good. <laughs> sorry about that. Okay. You think we're in a modern country. We stand in one place, exactly. Uh, it's beautiful here, by the way. But uh, anyway. What was the question again? I'm sorry, you're going in. I was just wondering, uh, this this story out there that Barack Obama has talked to Joe Biden and has told him, you're running a terrible campaign, and you better not underestimate Donald Trump, and you better get going. You know, Joe, this is not going to be like 2020 when he can use COVID as an excuse to hide in his basement. This is a different ballgame. He's going to have to go out there around the country. So... Barack Obama's telling him he's running a lousy campaign and he better change. What do you make of that? Lousy campaign? I don't see a campaign. I mean, have we seen, like, a campaign mm. event, like a rally? or mm. <laughs> Of course not. And, and Joe Biden thinks that he could win the presidency again by pleading the fifth, right? Like, as you said, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stay in my days and say as little as possible. But there's no more COVID. Apparently there's no more COVID. And, and he's going to have to get out there and make his case. He has a record he has to run on now is the bottom line. And, again, when you look at the economy and 7 in 10 Americans say that things are going poorly, and you look at crime in major American cities and people moving out of places like San Francisco, California in general, not San Diego, but San Francisco, Los Angeles for places like, I don't know, Florida and Tennessee and Texas, which are red states. And when you look at, obviously, the border and 7 million people coming into this country illegally since this president took office, no one's happy with that. Hmm. Uh, and then education. We have ACT test scores at a 30-year low, which people don't talk about quite enough because we're not concentrating on the blocking and tackling that get young people ready for adulthood. And obviously, our position with China is incredibly weak because we may have a president that is compromised by China based on his son's business dealings that he profited off of. So you add all that up, and that's not a very good record to run on now, is it? 
You know, Drew, I, I think Joe makes a lot of good points here because I have said for months and months and months it's going to be a pocketbook issue, a kitchen table issue. I think Trump wins that, hands down. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, if it's on the economy, people uh, just need to look back to, to how great the economy was in the U.S. before COVID came in and wrecked everything. You know, we're bumping along now, not much growth. Gas prices seem to be going up. And, uh, you know, I think the question, are you better off now than you were four years ago, is the question people will focus on and should focus on. If they do that, I think that's a very, very makes election night go. look great for Donald J. Trump. Are you better off now? That's a great point. Duroy Murdoch, thank you. Joe Concha, thank you. Folks, we're going to take a break. And then we're going to talk to Harold Hamm, who was the great fracker, the great oil man, horizontal drilling. What's wrong with energy independence? Harold Hamm's up next with his new book, I'm Cudlow. Please stick around. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 